Okay, as we all already know, that this week is Parashat Zachor. Purim is around the corner. And it's important that we do the mitzvah properly and prepare ourselves for Purim. I just want to bring out one point regarding the mitzvah of Zachor et Asher Asalecha Amalek. The Torah wants us to constantly remind ourselves about what Amalek did to us and the purpose of this constant reminder, this yearly reminder is that we should develop within ourselves a hatred for Amalek. And then ultimately, by hating them, we will come to destroy them, actually destroy them. That means the mitzvah wasn't just, go ahead, find the Amaleki, and kill him. But I didn't say that. Torah first wants you to remember him. Torah wants you to build up a hatred in your heart. And then you go kill him. That's a chalik of the actual mitzvah. And therefore, even today, when we may not know who Amalek is, Sanchev came and he mixed up the world. We may not know who Amalek is and we can't practically make a war against Amalek and destroy them. However, to retain the sinner for him, or to build it up, that we should be ready at all times, when we're able to kill Amalek, we can still do that part, because it's a chalik of the actual mitzvah itself, even if we would know who Amalek is, we would not be able to go into war with them directly, we would first have to build up the hatred, if you look in the Psukim, in Shmuel, by Shaul HaMelech, to first build up the hatred and then kill him. But what's the purpose of that? What's the reason? If there's a halacha that you have to kill Amalek, kill him without the hatred. Why do we have to hate him first? The first step is we have to realize is that Amalek is not necessarily our enemy in a classic sense. Where a person has an enemy who's trying to kill him, trying to take his property from him, trying to destroy his life in a very materialistic, physical way. So then he's his enemy, he wants to kill him. Over here we're talking about something that's a spiritual sense. There's an enemy called Amalek, who is dangerous for us. And therefore, in order to fight that evil, Amalek is evil. It's not the point... As the human being, I don't like him because he did something to me or he's dangerous to me in a materialistic way. He's an evil person. And he represents Ra and Debriya. And what we are doing when we kill our Malek is we're doing Bitul Ara and setting the stage for the fact that Hashem can be Megala himself. Ain't Hashem Shalom, ain't Akisei Shalom until... We destroy Amalek. So in order to fight that, 
You first have to have within you the hatred for it. What is the definition of hatred? Rabbi Rucham in a place writes that hatred, the definition is where I see that the other person, his entire existence, his philosophy, his way of thinking, his approach in life, diametrically opposes mine and his existence and my existence can't coexist with each other because my agenda of life, my purpose in life, my goal in life doesn't fit with his agenda which is the exact opposite of my agenda. So I can't live with this person. I can't, I can't tolerate his existence, Bechlau. That's sinner. The type of sinner that Chazal are telling us to have for Amalek is that I cannot tolerate the existence of Amalek. Then and only then will I be able to wipe him out. When I first have to see that I cannot tolerate his existence, that he is poisoned. Then I'm able to wipe him out. Let's try to understand this a little bit on two levels. For example, let's say a person knows that everything that's going on in Hollywood, for example, is bad. It's not correct. It's wrong. But he still, he has somewhat of a taiva for it. Why does he have a taiva? Because he doesn't see it as bad as it truly is. He doesn't understand the poison in the thing. If it's poison, if it could kill you, if it could take you out from then you're not going to desire it. He doesn't see the evil and the ra in it. He may understand that certain exaggerated levels of what they do may be not good. Maybe certain things he wouldn't do. He wouldn't behave like them 100%. But it's not entirely poison to him. And if it's not entirely poison to him, then it's something that he has to always deal with. He has to battle with it. He can't destroy it. still talks to him. Because it's not entirely poison to him. That's on one level. But there's even a deeper level. Even if a person would not do anything that they're doing in the world. But there's a certain philosophy of the world that may exist in his world. Not the same way it exists in that world. For example, the world has a philosophy of precus all. Now maybe a Yungaman or a Bokhar is not going to experience Precus all in any way, shape, or form that's going on outside. But the precus all that he has, he has affinity with precus all in his world. Don't tell me I have to do this and I have to do that. I'll cut corners. He won't feel mashubid. You start telling him that he's obligated to the Rabbi Shalom. You're an Ebed Hashem, you're obligated. Oh, he's getting anxiety attacks from that. I don't want to be obligated. I want to do what I want to do. So he may be living the philosophy of a non-Jew, but in a totally different surah that looks totally Jewish. He still doesn't hate the evil. 
Because the philosophy of the way of the world of Amalek thinking, Bilial, he's also Bilial. So how can he fight it? He can't fight something that he has affinity with. Yeah, he's fighting something that's not against him. Can't fight that. Let's say, for example, one of the things that attributed Chazal to Amalek, what's the what's attributed? So there's many Chazals, Beniglo Benista, that says that Amalek is compared to a dog. Kill it. It's compared to a dog. What's a dog? What is the Tchunas HaNefesh of a dog that Chazal are comparing Amalek to the dog? So the Gemara tells us a few things about a dog. One of the Gemara's in Bava Kama, the Gemara says, Stam dilatot haturot etzel kelev. You lock a kelev in a room, he ain't staying in his mechitza. He's got to try to get out. He's trying to always get out of his mechitza, to go up, to go above. And we see this in the world, What's a dog? He's man's best friend. Man's best friend. And what Chazal tell us, that a dog is man's best friend, that's the azus and the chutzpah that dog has. What's the taich in chutzpah? When a kid is a mechutzpah to his father, or a kid is a mechutzpah to his rebbe, what's the taich? It's what he said. The taich in chutzpah is, this thing is a dog. He's not a human. He's not human. But he wants to push himself out of that mechitza of being an animal. And he said, no, I'm your best friend. You're human, but I'm your best friend. Treat me like you. Treat me like you're equal. That means he doesn't know his place. And he feels that not only does he should be with the human, he's entitled to it and he deserves that. That's the chutzpah of a caliph. So when a guy is a mechutzah, the titles of what is a mechutzef to his rebbe. That means he feels that he's his rebbe's best friend. So you happen to know a little more Torah, so you're a little bit a little older. So what? Who cares? I'm on your pedestal. I can handle with you. I'm entitled to handle with you, and you're entitled to handle with me. That's chutzpah. So the chutzpah of Amalek everywhere today, everywhere. No such thing as keep it of aim, moira aim, moira rabbi, kavetami dechachomim. Everybody has a title. There's no boundary. You stay in your boundary, so you have affinity with it. Are you doing what Amalek does with your chutzpah? Are you doing with your chutzpah anything close to what Amalek is doing? No. But the, but the midah of Amalek lives in your world. In your spiritual world, in your Dalit Hamashalaha. So then you can't hate it. Because you have the same thing within yourself. So how could you hate it? It's all the same thing. So in order to come to Mechia Samolik, we have to see that the philosophy of Amalek, the philosophy of Amalek of cheapening a human being, because by the Kelev being man's best friend, he also cheapened the man. Because then the man is just another animal just like him. A little bit more smarter. Like Aristotle said, that a man is a rational animal. He's an animal too. 
and I'm an animal, cheapen the human being too. So therefore, he's mezalzel in anything that's chashuv, and no chashivas. Chashivas of a ben Torah, chashivas of Talmi Hakam, chashivas of anything, anything in spirituality. Chashivas of a tzura of a ben Torah, a tzura of a, of a, of a Jew. There's no chashivas in that. You're just talking about a human being like everybody else. If our Moloch has to be on the same pedestal with you, if he pushes Mechitza to be with you, and he can't be you because you're bad to a Jew and he's not, so then he has to make you regular like him. You're just a regular guy. There's a difference between you and him. You're a regular guy. Everybody's your regular guy. So once you're a regular guy, you can act like a regular guy. You don't have to act according to what your real Milan, what your real Madrig is. Because you're a regular guy. And everybody wants to have that feeling today. So in order to have a Mechias Amolek, you have to be a little bit of a Lamd. Otherwise it's not negated to be Mechias Amolek. Because we're not, we're assuming that everybody sitting in this room, B'nai Torah, are not behaving in the coarse, low state that Amaleki is behaving. But you have to understand the gather, the lumness in his attitude, his behavior, and then you have to see where in my life that goes. I always say this marshal, and I think it's a very important marshal. The world that we live in is like a comic book. What does that mean? It's like a comic book. You know, let's say Le Marshall. If let's say the President of the United States had a big nose, right? A little, little bit bigger than the average human being. In the comic book, they make the nose eugenious. That's what comic book does. It brings out and makes a big thing, right? We have a voida. In our world, the chesroinus is dak minadak. The chesroinus are more dak. But how are we supposed to know what the chesroinus are? The world is the comic book. It's that same chesron in the most exaggerated level possible. So don't think that you have no shaykhs to the Indian. Just because you don't have it in the exaggerated level that it's being portrayed in the world. But you still truly believe that your son has to be met ASAP. You still feel that you have a sense of entitlement. You still feel that you don't want to feel Omar Hoshamayim. You have that too, just in your world. Then you're not Shaykh Tamalek, Mechir Samalek. Mechir Samalek, you first have to be Soyninera. If you're Soyninera, you can be Loichem Kenegadera. If you're not Soyninera, you're not going to be Loichem Kenegadera. And I think that's a very important thing for us. Because when we, as B'nai Torah, as Yeshiva Light, are preparing for Purim, we're not supposed to sit down and discuss the lowest forms of things that are going out in the world and how we're struggling with that. Some people are. But it doesn't potter a strong mentorah from thinking that he doesn't have work to do to develop his sinner, to ra, to make mechias amole. You're not potter. If the Torah is not choshev by you. If you're rough with your name and a Torah, that means you're already a little bit. Have a shaykhis and an affinity with Ra. 
Because Ra says, spirituality, aboveness, Abde Hashem, Kabbalah's altar, Kabbalah's Omar Hashemayim, eh, that touched you already. It touched you, you're not ready to fight the Ra. So what do I have to do? In order to be Zaykhet, to, to, to even start the mitzvah, we have to sit down and understand what Amalek represents. The late son is that he represents. Chazal tell us what's Letzanut. You can have a ball game. It's not funny. People think Letzanut means funny. What's so funny? It's dead serious. They're in the league over there. Dead serious. Have you seen these guys playing in the league? Forget about it. Dead serious. It's not funny at all. So why is that Moshav Letzim for? And the answer is because anything in life, Hashem wants us to have simcha b'chai. He wants us to have oinig in life. He wants us to have pleasure. He wants us to feel good. But from what? From achieving things. From overcoming challenges. That's where the sipuk and the simcha zachayim is supposed to come from. But the Yetzirah gave you a fake version. It's called having fun for the sake of having fun. That's a fake thing. Excitement. Fun. Why do I enjoy the game so much? Because because I'm not, it's disconnected from my life. I'm checking out a reality. The tachlis of the game is the game. The tachlis of the game is not the shleimus ha'odom and the tachlis abriya. That's late service. You just cheapen life in one solitary second you cheapen life. So that we can be affected by. We can have affinity to that. To be able to, 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 of course, a person can do exercise. A person sometimes needs a break, but it's serving a deeper purpose. It's not in it itself becoming tachos. That's like Thomas. We need to think about the philosophy, not the behaviors per se. It's the philosophy behind the behaviors. And then like a London, you have to say, where does those philosophies live in my life, in my way? So I have Shaykh Amalek. And Hashem wants you to be Zachor. Remember, Amalek took away the year of Shemayim. The Amalek weakens you not to accept the Kabbalah's Omar Shemayim. Kokama Amalek's in the world, the influence is so strong, it's difficult. You have to see that Kokamide there, you can't reach your Shlemus. The Bria can't reach your Shlemus. It's Chil Hashem. And where in my life do I have affinity with it? Because I can't scream all day and all night and say, Mochoy Tim if me myself have affinity with that. Of course, we're not going to become perfect in one Parashat Zachot. Not happen. But the Avoid, we have to begin. That's we have to begin. And every bit of clarity that you get, and every bit of understanding that you get, that already is one step closer to Bittal Hara. I think it's a Bichtam that says that the Geder of Bittal Hara, the Geder of Bittal Hara doesn't necessarily require you to, to destroy something. The Geder of Bittal Hara is when you see the Ra is so empty that it doesn't talk to you no more. 
That's Bitlara. And that's what we have to make the work. Purim, there's a work to do. When we make the work, then we get to the next slab, which is Simcha, which I'm not going to talk about today. I'll talk about a different time. Right now is we're talking about the work of Parashat Zachor. Stop it. <laughs>